Today's reading comes from Matthew 18, verses 15 through 20. If your brother or sister sins, go to the point out, go point out their fault, just between the two of you. If they listen to you, you have won, won them over. But if, you, but if they will not listen, take one or two other things along, so that every matter may be established by the testimonies of two or three witnesses. If they still refuse to listen, tell it to the church. And if they refuse to listen even to the church, treat them as you would a pagan or a tax collector. Truly, I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you lose on earth will be, you will be lost in heaven. Again, truly I tell you, that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by the Father in heaven. For where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. Has anybody told you today that you're the beloved of God? You are. You are, you are, you are. And there's nothing we can do about it other than live into that joy and that new identity or that perhaps permanent identity. Because when God looks at all of us, God sees beloved sons, beloved daughters. A friend of mine is a French teacher in the school system here. And I asked her the day before school, uh, what are your lesson plans for day one? And she said, well, for those who have had French before, I'm going to ask them to come up to the board and write whatever they remember. <laughs> that's a great, that's good pedagogy right there. Whatever they remember, they just come and they write it on the board. And that will give them kind of an opportunity to remember and start that, to open that file that has been closed for most of the summer. And... Um, and then to start with what they remember, and that's a, that's a good thing. Um, we who are trying to follow Jesus together also go to school. We call it church. Uh, the early church called it the school of forgiveness or the school of love. This is where we learned how to love. This is where we learned how to forgive. If you were going to write up on the wall, you can be thankful, trustees, I'm not asking people to do that, but if you were going to write up on the, on the front wall what words you remember about what it is to follow Jesus, what words would you say? Say it again. Love. Well done. That is indeed our call. The scriptures often point us to what our primary tasks are as we try to follow Jesus. One of the things that becomes increasingly important when we go through crisis as individuals and when we as a nation and as a world go through crisis, we are reminded that followers of Jesus are called to build community to bring people together into a, a, a space where they can care well for one another. Um, and perhaps our call as Christians is also to nurture that community, 
to protect any expression of community and to see God at work in community that cares. We've seen it in the news as crisis hits after hurricanes, as crisis hits after injustice. We see community that cares gather together to galvanize with one another and to hold fast to that which is good. We've been reflecting recently on the early church in Rome because in some ways Paul's letter to the Romans is a way of reminding them of some of the hallmarks of the Christian faith. What to hang on to. What to keep coming back to. What to keep practicing. What to keep encouraging in one another. Last week we reflected just on the first few verses. Let love be genuine. Hate what is evil. Hold fast to that which is good. Those are all good things to hang on to as we try to follow Jesus together. In Romans 12, verse 10, I'm going to read just some verses and listen to how Paul keeps emphasizing aspects that build community, that protect community, and that encourage an ever-widening circle of community. Love one another, he says. Love one another with mutual affection. Contribute to the needs of the saints. That's in some ways what we do every Sunday when we collect the offering. All that money goes to support the saints, the people of goodwill, and the people in need throughout the world, quite literally. Extend hospitality to strangers. It's part of our task to extend hospitality to strangers or to people who don't know love, to people who don't know community. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. This is something that we do well in this congregation. When someone goes through crisis, loss, we, we simply show up. Maybe it's showing up with a meal. Maybe it's calling someone up and saying, I'm thinking about you. I'm keeping you in prayer. Maybe it's visiting someone in the hospital. And when we rejoice, we rejoice with one another. When someone experiences something good, we are grateful with them. And that is part of being Christian community, to rejoice with those who rejoice, to weep with those who weep. In verse 16, Paul writes, live in harmony with one another. He goes on to say, if it is possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. That's so nuanced. You know, there are some people who don't want to live peaceably with anybody. And I think that's why he says, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, try to live peaceably with everyone. He goes on to say, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. For by doing so, 
You will heap burning coals on their heads. Do not overcome evil by evil, but overcome evil with good. Friends, our congregation is called again to knit together community that cares for one another. But the care for one another does not stop. In fact, this may be the school where we learn how to love, where we learn how to forgive, but then we're called to take it out there. Yesterday, the Holy Spirit was very active in our midst. We, um, we had some people here providing hospitality to the New Jersey Youth Chorus, welcoming them. We had some people here in this church getting ready for rally day, putting work projects together, putting food together, getting things ready, setting up the tables in Rada Hall for our rally day lunch, and then there were work projects afterwards. There were some members of our congregation who went to Patterson, to Cumac, our United Methodist ministry there, to sort food and to experience community there with other Methodists who were working together to help Cumac open their doors to tens of thousands of people who come through every month for food, for community, for hope, for love. The Holy Spirit was also at work in our midst in response to last Sunday when we talked about the, the idea, just the idea of going to the farmer's market and sustainability fair in Chatham at the train station to give out flyers inviting people to collect flood buckets for those who are mucking out houses, cleaning out houses and communities in Texas and Louisiana and soon to be now in Florida. Alex and Sally had a vision when they heard that. They said, what would it take to buy 50 flood buckets, just the buckets, and bring them with us out to the farmer's market and give people a bucket with the list of supplies? And by the time we went home from church, we had 60 ordered online. They're coming tomorrow. We went out to stores. Alex went out and bought another 60 buckets, and we brought them out to the train station yesterday. Steve, Joe, Sally, Alex, we handed these buckets out. People started coming up to us and said, I saw someone with a bucket at the other end of the parking lot. They said, you're giving out buckets for flood relief. We are so grateful you're doing that. Can, can we have a bucket? We said, of course you can have a bucket. Here's the list. Within a few hours, the buckets were gone. And people were coming up to us and saying, are you going to do this again? Yes, we're going to do it this coming Saturday, if any of you would like to be a part of that ministry. See, this is the Holy Spirit saying, yes, care for one another, but care for the needs of the saints, those who we'll never meet, who are being flooded right now. And we'll get these buckets to Sager Brown Center, in the south where they have been assembling buckets by the tens of thousands already. Those buckets are on their way and being given out. We will resupply that warehouse and it will go to UMCOR 
sites and United Methodist churches who will be giving those buckets out. This is part of the flow of love that we as followers of Jesus are invited into, but it's not just for us. There are people we met yesterday who have no faith tradition, but they want to do good. Praise God. God is all over that. We are not to just do good. We are invited to help others do good and make it easy for others to do good in this world. Finally, I want to reflect on a hallmark of Christian community that Calvin read this morning from the Gospel of Matthew. I've read this all all my life, but I heard something new this week that I never grasped. Jesus really cares about Christian community and cares for our ability to work through difficulties. And in this passage, it's an honest passage that says the early church and the Christian church, they had trouble with one another. They had issues with one another. They had problems getting along with one another. And so this passage gives them a recommendation on how to handle that. If you have a problem with someone, go to them quietly, not publicly at a meeting, not publicly where other people are hearing this. You don't want to put someone on that kind of pressure. You just go to them privately and say, can we work our differences out? If that doesn't work, then bring someone from the congregation and work, try to work that out. If that doesn't work, the scripture says, then bring the issue or the problem to the whole council. And this is what was new to me. If that doesn't work, then treat the person who is in the wrong like a Gentile or a tax collector. (laughs) Now, when I heard this growing up, I thought, well, I wouldn't want to be treated like a Gentile or a tax collector. But how does Jesus treat Gentiles and tax collectors? He goes to them. He welcomes them. He says to them, I don't care what your past is. Let's have a meal together, which in biblical times meant we're forgiven, we're good. If we take that seriously, then we can't give up on anyone or anything at any time. Because the Spirit of God is continuing to say, care for community. Nurture community. Widen the community to include all people and embrace community. I'm so glad that God has called us to do that, not in isolation or as individuals, but with one another. Are you ready? If you're ready to build community again, I invite you to say amen.